Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Puck and Right Chicago podcast, live from Skype in Chicago and Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> I bet I, you're going to be live from New York City. Live from New York. I actually, like, literally, literally ask me how many times walking down the streets of New York. I'm like, live from New York, or either that or um, singing New York, concrete jungle with dreams are made of. Yeah, that's my rendition. But if you didn't know, I spent the last five days in Philadelphia, and one day, one of those days was spent in New York. So I, that, I'll save it for my power play. But I watched a lot of sports, and I watched a lot of bad sports, and, you know. It was fun, but it was my first time in either of those cities. My first time on the East Coast, I'm, besides like Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. I was so, gonna say, like, I'm kind of surprised that you haven't been to the East Coast before that. Like, I mean, I, you just said that you've been to Hilton Head, which a plus. I love Hilton Head, by the way. We drove. Um, <laughs> it was a but, long uh, drive. But I was surprised too when you even like told me that you hadn't been in New York City before because that's like, I mean. I don't know. I can't really talk. I hadn't gone before my senior year of high school and I haven't been since then. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this just such a like travely type destination. I, again, I can't really talk. I haven't been to the West coast at all. Um, but yeah, I love New York. I was very jealous of you all weekend. I was living vicariously through you entirely. So I hope you don't mind. Oh no. Um, I, I literally never... New York city. I never been. We've never been because growing up, I played sports. So our family vacations would always be my volleyball tournaments because, right. like, so much of our money and everything was going into sports. And like, thank thankful for my parents for putting me through travel sports and be able being able to do that for me. Um, but our family vacations were going to like Orlando for nationals and Indy and, and Louisville yeah. and every in Minneapolis. So we didn't really go on family vacations. We went to Hilton Head one year. We went to Disney a couple of times, but that was, that was it. So now that I'm not playing anymore, like we did Denver two years ago, California last summer, we went on spring break for the first time ever, ever in my 21 years of life. I have never left the state of Illinois on a spring break trip until this year. So now that like I'm out of sports and I'm about to be out of college and Carly's just starting college. Now we're kind of, we're on the same schedule because we go to the same school. We're able to, to do those things and stuff. Cause you know, you're not pouring money we, into me honestly, playing sports. <laughs> honestly, we should do a New York trip because I remember having the absolute best time there and it reminds me so much of Chicago, so much. Philadelphia just was on very like, different. Just on like a massive scale, though. Like it, they're very <laughs> it's much similar, bigger. but like New York is like kind of it's a beast. I was gonna say it's like almost unbearably big, not in a bad way, but just like a holy crap, this is huge. Yeah, kind of way. Like I mean, I don't know. I but. I want to go back really bad. Um, Coming from a big city, it didn't really intimidate me. Like Philadelphia was very small, like very and very old, which is different. You're gonna, you are in for a treat coming to Raleigh, North Carolina. I know, I know, um, I know, and it's it's I'm weird because like, like I'm gonna things for us to do. I'm like, what can we do around here? Well, yeah, if I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but I'm actually going down to Raleigh for a weekend in October when the Blackhawks are down there, and we're gonna do Blackhawks Carolina. I think uh, I've game. got a couple couple ideas. Up We're going to sleep. Wilmington, seeing where One Tree Hill is filmed. If any, yes. any anybody else out there is a One Tree Hill fan, I know uh, my friend Daniela is actually in the middle of it right now, and she's getting into the season seven, the thick of it, baby. So it's 
it's really funny when I tell people that either I went to Wilmington or when I lived there that I lived there because I would always get one of two responses either. Oh my God, you live in tree Hill or, Oh my God, you live in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Neither of which are <laughs> technically correct, but they're also not technically wrong. Right. Um, it's just where they were filmed. It's just funny because I've seen, I've seen a handful of one tree Hill episodes. I haven't seen a whole lot of them. Oh. I keep meaning to watch it because like I miss Wilmington dearly. It's on Hulu. Uh, I know it is. I know. It's very easy for me to watch it. I just... I'm restarting it. it. I haven't watched it. Um, I watched it for the first time my sophomore... The summer after my sophomore year of high school going into junior year. And I remember a lot of it, but it's... Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not a TV person. Like, I like to watch TV when it's sports. And, like, the only two shows I can... I mean, now three that I can really sit down and watch are Grey's Anatomy, One Tree Hill, and New Girl. So those are like the three shows, and Friends. Yeah. Those are like the three the three shows that are like foolproof. I can sit down and watch, like binge, but I can't yeah. like, I can't, I can't like just sit and watch unless it's like the Cubs game or a Hawks game or a hockey game or another baseball game. So that's, uh, that's interesting, but but yeah, so it, we'll take you to tree. We'll take you to tree hill. Well, I mentioned hockey. That's what we do on this podcast. So we're going to yep. jump into that now. Let's talk about a couple things here in free agency that have been happening. So the biggest one being uh, Patrick Line, who is part of the RFA class this year. He kind of made some vague comments about his holdout with the Winnipeg Jets the other day. Uh, he said basically that the contract negotiations haven't really begun during uh, between the two sides and that he's quote prepared for anything, never know where you're going to play, et cetera. So he was kind of, he was kind of, he was very vague, but also kind of like directed towards like, I don't know if I'm going to be here this season. Those comments like, so I don't know what it is about Patrick line, but sometimes he just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have nothing against the guy. I really don't. I think he's a good player, but I don't know why these comments rubbed me the wrong way, but they really did. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I don't think he was trying to be like, I'm leaving by, but right. I think it was more of a just like, well, we he said, it, so I don't know. Um, in an article from NHL.com, he says, this is a quote. He says, you never know. It's still business. You've got to be prepared for anything. The forward told Sportsnet at the Finnish alumni all-star game in Latvia. Lati Finland on Friday. You never know where you're going to play next year, so I am just prepared for anything. Like, like so, and that's fair. Like, I, I get that to an extent of, like, unless you're an absolute, like, icon of the franchise, like... Which he was supposed to be. Like, he... Because he, exactly. he's number two, you know? Like, last year, his, yeah. his season was hot and cold, but he also said... And this is another quote. He says, it's likely that I won't be signed before training camp. It's probably not close. I've heard nothing, so I bet we're not close. I would have heard about it if a contract were close, but I haven't exactly. heard anything yet. So even so, his, it's like, just, it's just radio silence on his end, I guess. It's so, which is so weird to me because from my understanding, at least most of the other RFAs have at least had talks. They may be far apart, but... They've at least at this point, I mean, it's August 18th when we're recording this, like it's getting close. It's getting close. Like, to the, and those comments came out earlier this week. So it's like, right. Like you, August 16th, the fact that like the fact that they haven't even, well, he says like, he's not stressed about, about it. Like, so I guess we're not supposed to be stressed about it. He says, I'm not, he I, says, that would stress me out. Like that would honest to God, stress me out. Not knowing if I have a contract, he that's says, like not knowing if you have a job. 
He says, I'm not worrying about that at all. I know I have done my job as well as I can over these three years, so I know I'm going to play somewhere next year, so that's not something I'm thinking about too much. Hopefully it gets done in the next couple of months and be ready when the puck drops. Like. Interesting. That that, that quote was interesting to me. Maybe it's a facade, but I would be freaked out if I didn't have a contract going into training camp. Like, again, it might just be me. Um, But well, like you said, it's like like that's it's like not knowing if you have a job. Yeah, essentially, because if he doesn't sign by what is it like December 1st? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. De- December 1st. Yeah. It's like the William Nylander thing last year. Um, Five minutes before the deadline. Yeah. Like if you don't sign, then you just don't get to play in the NHL that year. And it's mm-hmm. like, what do you do? Right. Like that's. And uh, I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe you can go overseas or do anything no. like that because technically you're, you're still, still like under still the rights of that organization. Team. So yeah. it's like, yikes. Like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but like, just a big yikes for me. I think that one will go the longest, to be honest with you. I say that and watch it get signed next week. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think I think his is going to be the one that holds out the longest. I think – I don't think Mitch Marner will sign before training camp, but I think he'll sign before the beginning of the season. Right. Like, I don't think he's going to hold out as like, long as Nylander did. I don't think so either, and I don't think Brock Besser or um, Braden Point are going to hold out that long. Mm-hmm. I I think one of them will be in training camp. I don't know if both of them will be. Well, the crazy but, thing is, is like you said, it's getting down to the wire here, and I'm pretty sure we only have. Let me see. I have a countdown going here of when they're okay, like a so, solid. Like I think there are like a solid like twenty big name RFAs that have not been signed yet. Twenty nine days until this is at least Hawks. Twenty nine days until preseason begins, and forty seven days until the NHL regular season begins. So like that's like a little over a month until the season begins, like the right. regular season. Right. And like, uh, I don't know. I, hmm. it's not good. It's not good. And I, I don't remember which article it was on the athletic, but I was reading one and there was a quote from like, you know, they always say like an Eastern conference GM or whatever. Right. Um, some anonymous GM was like, yeah, we've never had a, an RFA class not sign like this. Like, yeah. The problem is, is that they're all holding out for each other because well, someone's got to set the market, set the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's waiting for Marner because Marner's supposed to set the market, which I think Brandon Point should set the market. I I don't know. Like, I don't know why it has to be Mitch Marner, to be honest with you, because you look at him compared to most of the RFA bracket and he's going to make most he's going to make the most out of all of them. He's the one that gets the most media coverage, I think. And that's why they're they're targeting him because his. His agent, Darren Ferris, is out here making all of these comments, like the comments he made after the Austin Matthews contract was signed. I was going to say, he's like psycho. Like he's known for doing that, and he's done that in the past with his past clients. But I think that's why he's supposed to be setting the markets because because all the other teams aren't making any noise and nobody else is is doing anything except for Darren Ferris and and Mitch Marner. So that's what they're going to focus on because it's August and there's nothing going on. But that... I, I, I don't know. I don't know who should, I mean, I said, I just said Braden Point should set the market, but I really don't, I don't think, like, I don't, like, like someone should just take a jump and do it. And then literally know, once the first just, person does it, they're all, all the other ones are going to fall in line. Like, exactly. wouldn't you think that's the best in Like setting know, the market? That's the thing is like, it's not like RFAs haven't signed, like big-ish name RFAs haven't signed this summer. Like, I feel like Sebastian Ajo is a good, like, 
starting point. Right. Because his deal wasn't, it's not bad. It's nothing the Hurricanes couldn't handle. I don't think he's overpaid. I know a lot of people think he's overpaid. Um, but, like, just go off of that. It's not that hard. Right. Because right. I would I would put at least, like, Brock Besser kind of in the same boat as Sebastian Ajo as far as, like, numbers go. Obviously, the term would factor into that. But, like, I mean, Brock Besser making eight isn't, like, absurd to me. Right. I, I could see him in like the seven to eight range. Yeah. And that's, just, and then just like, freaking sign your contract, my dude. Yeah. That's yeah. Just and like, it's, it's frustrating. Cause, and then you'd also think you'd see like, everyone was talking about how there's for sure going to be an offer sheet on Marner or for sure going to be an offer sheet on Miko Rantanen or whoever. And it's like, Oh yeah. Miko Rantanen still hasn't signed either. Like, yeah. Just freaking sign your dang contracts. Like, I get, like, I understand it, like, I understand why, because, like, I understand it why from both sides. Like, the player wants to get what they think they deserve, and the team wants to be able to negotiate a contract that's going to be help, like, be able to help Help them, the team, team, like, player-wise in the long run, and also contract-wise in the long run, so you're not, like, because the problem with Mitch Marner is that Mitch Marner wants term, but he also wants a lot of money, but if you give him term, if you give him a specific amount of term, I'm pretty sure if you give him five years, I think it's five years, he'll be a UFA the same time that... Uh, William Nylander's UFA because he burned a year after he signed. So he signed for six, but it'll be five. And then Austin Matthews signed for five starting this next year. So if you give Mitch five, you're going to have Nylander, Matthews, and Marner all in the same UFA class, which you don't want. But then also Marner doesn't want a bridge deal. But then I don't think the Leafs are prepared to give him like a seven, a seven, eight year deal. So yeah, so it's just, it's just a mess. And like, I don't know. I, Again, like I'm not an athlete, so like, and I've never obviously been in this situation, so it's a little hard for me to talk to it. But like, right? Just sign your dang contract. Like, it, I honestly like it cannot be this hard. It really can't. Right? Maybe it is, but I'd be shocked. Right, and I think a lot of the communication too is not between player and GM. It's between player and agent, and the agent relays things to the player, or the the management and the agent relays it to the player. So I feel like, and and it's a weird like triangle of communication that happens sometimes. So sometimes the 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 GM will be talking with the agent, and the agent will forget to say something to the player, or like the player is off doing whatever in the off season, and he's and he's going wherever and doing whatever. So that's. That's also something to, to consider as well. But hopefully they'll be signed here in the next couple couple weeks so that we have stuff to talk about. But uh, we do have another signing to talk about, and this one kind of affects Megan a little more because she does watch the Carolina Hurricanes on a regular basis. Sure do. <laughs> uh, but Chase Prisky signs a two-year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes worth $832,500 average annual value. Last season, he led all NCAA D1 defensemen in goals. Then he was one of the best D-men in college hockey last season, according to multiple different coaches across uh, the NCAA. He had 17 goals with 22 assists for 39 points for the Quinnipiac Bobcats. He led the team in power play goals with 10 and game-winning goals with 5. He was the top 10 finalist for the Hobie Baker Award, which is given to the best player in college hockey. And he had a total of 39 goals, 77 assists, and 116 points in 154 games over the last four seasons with the Bobcats. He was the captain his junior and senior seasons, and he is 23 years old. 
He's from Florida, so he's an American boy. Uh, he, like I mentioned before, he's a defenseman. He's six foot, 192 pounds. He's a right D, which is uh, pretty pretty hard to come by. He was drafted. He was drafted in the sixth round, 177th overall in 2016 by the Washington Capitals. But obviously, he did not go on with the Capitals. Uh, but he also won. Which is really kind of ironic and funny. He in 2015-16 he was a NCAA champion, so that's pretty cool too. But he has a pretty pretty i mean he's supposed to be starting the season with the charlotte checkers at the ahl and then hopefully being called up uh later in the season but from all accounts and and i looked him up on youtube and watched some of his highlights after i saw the signing and, and looked at his elite prospects page but this guy is a dynamic dynamic player and the way that he just handles the puck and he can I mean he can score goals he had 17 goals last year and he's one of the best if he can also defend which is important especially when you're a defenseman uh but that's really exciting for the Carolina Hurricanes to add another defenseman there especially after losing Calvin DeHaan this past year which is one of their one of their top d-men uh so that'll be really exciting for him to uh to watch him next season I'm really looking forward to that yeah and I think um I'm like 90% sure it was a Sarah Sivian article. I don't think it was on NHL site. But I can't remember, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't remember. Um, but they were talking about um, he's probably, like you said, probably going to be with the checkers. But it sounds like Brindamore is kind of excited about him. And he might see some time with the Hurricanes, which is exciting. Um, so that will be interesting, especially because they've lost a couple of defensemen. Um, obviously they lost Dehan, but also I don't think Trevor Van Riemsdyk is going to be ready until November, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he had that shoulder surgery that you had. Um, Ayo. and I think the, yeah, the, uh, twins, they don't want to rush it. So it sounds like he's probably not going to be back until like early November, which is understandable. I mean, it sucks cause I love him and I think he's one of their best defensemen. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we'll see. I, I'm excited to at least see him. I hope they give him some time just to, like, see where he's at and maybe give him some uh, some NHL time. But uh, I guess it just depends on how the season goes. Yeah. yeah. So we got another signing to talk about, but this time it's under the Blackhawks section, which is very exciting. The Blackhawks and Stan Bowman are active and doing things. Uh, before we get into that, though, just for anybody who did not attend the convention, or even if you did con- attend the convention and you want to relive all the stuff that happened, uh, Blackhawks.com, the uh, the Blackhawks website through NHL, has all of the convention videos up from the panels. They have blogs about all of it. They have recaps, everything that you'd want from the convention. So, I highly recommend uh, the panels. They're really good. Yes. The the 2010 Stanley Cup one was really good. Yep. Patrick Kane's, um, the kids one's the always really funny. the one was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are all on the website and Blackhawks TV if you'd like to watch that. But back to what we were saying before. The Blackhawks signed Philip Holm to a one-year two-way deal worth 700000 at the NHL level and 300000 at the AHL level. He spent, he spent last season with the Torpedo Nizhny Novgorod. I have no idea how I'm saying that, but it's in the KHL. He had seven goals and 19 assists. (laughs) Seven goals and 19 assists for 26 points in 61 games, and he had one goal and four assists for five points in seven KHL playoff games. He was also voted in to the KHL All Star game last year. 
Uh, he did make his NHL debut with the Vancouver Canucks back in May of 2017. He had 11 goals and 18 assists and 29 points in 42 games for the Utica Comets. That's where he spent most of his time, which is the AHL affiliate of the Vancouver Canucks. His 11 goals and 29 points led the team. He was traded to the Vegas Golden Knights in February of 2018. He had one goal and eight, assi- eight assists for nine points in 21 games for the Chicago Wolves and had one goal and one assist for two points in three Calder Cup playoff games. He played in the Swedish Hockey League as well from 2010 to 2012 and then also from 2014 to 2017, spanning six seasons. And he also won a gold medal with Sweden at the 2017 World Championships where he had one goal, two assists, and three points in seven games played. He is a left D. He's 27 years old. He's 6'1", 190 pounds, uh, and he... Obviously, we said he's from Sweden, but he's from Stockholm. So he, it looks like he's going to be starting with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Same thing with with that with Chase that we mentioned before. Just a little older this time, but it looks like he might be starting the season with Rockford. Go to training camp, see how he does. If he plays up, he plays up. So that's really exciting. The Blackhawks did a thing. Um, I watched a little bit of his highlights as well, especially being with Sweden during 2017 uh, and getting a lot of getting a lot of good. A lot of good, what's the word I'm looking for, content from that. But he's pretty good. He's pretty physical as well as what I've seen here as well. So that's really exciting. I'm excited to see what he can do. Honestly, I'm just excited that, like, the Blackhawks are actually kind of doing things and actually signing people this summer. Yes. Um, Actively trying to make this roster better than it was last year because they admit that they thought it was a playoff team and then we didn't make the playoffs and, like, oh, we're not a playoff team. So. Yeah. I like that how ain't kinda, it, Chief. That ain't it. Correcting I their wrongs. Told them from the get-go, that that wasn't a playoff team. Right. Um, I think if you, if, for those curious, if you go back to some of our earlier podcasts um, from last October, there were a handful of them where I just roasted Stan Bowman and John McDonough for saying <laughs> that, that that team was a uh, was a playoff team because. I know. And I play devil's advocate always. I, I mean, it's fair because you never know. Like hockey's, hockey's not quite as unpredictable as like baseball, but mm-hmm. it's like up there as far as unpredictability goes. And you never know. I mean, unfortunately, like look at the Blues. They hit like a weird hot spot and just did went that. for it. Um, Which I saw the, a lot of St. Louis people this weekend or the, over the last five days. Yeah, I see them sometimes, and... Very, just very weird. I see them sometimes here, and I'm like, can you please go back? Go back. Go back, that's it. Just don't... I don't, like, like, I don't, I don't know why you're here. Go back. Just go back. Just go um, back. <laughs> what are you doing in Raleigh? Go home. Um, I lost my train of thought. I I got upset about St. Louis instead. Oh, yeah, um, I was talking about the, like, roasting Stan Bowman last year. Um... It, I don't remember which one it was, but there's one where I went on a tangent about him. Um, he's still not my favorite human, but he's at least trying this summer, so I'll give him credit there. That's all right. Um, it's fine. Fine. Everything and, will be And then the last thing I wanted to touch on as well is that the Blackhawks released their 2019-20 promotional schedule and giveaways and and theme nights and everything like that, which is very exciting. So some of the highlights, we did mention before that they are doing the 2010 Stanley Cup Championship Celebration Nights. So I've got all of the games, all of the days listed here. So the Batcher Kane bobblehead will be given away at the Training Camp Festival, which is on Sunday, 
September 15th. And then the first of the regular season will be the Marion Hosa bobblehead that will be given away on Friday, October 18th versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Next up is Seabrook. He will be given away on Thursday, November 21st versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Keith bobblehead comes next, and that'll be on Sunday, December 15th versus the Minnesota Wild. I might that's go to that I game. <laughs> I might go to that game because that's three days after my birthday, so that could be the birthday celebration game because they yep. play in Arizona on my birthday this year. How disrespectful. And in this game, I am for sure going to – I have to take off work. Like, it's uh, – the, the Jonathan Taves bobblehead is on Tuesday – January 7th versus the Calgary Flames. But they also do have a couple other ones. Uh, They have an Eddie Olchek bobblehead, which is on Sunday, October 27th versus the LA Kings. They have a Dabrinkit and Strom salt and pepper shakers, which is Tuesday, November 19th versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, They got some pretty good ones. They've got like 90s night, 80s night. They've got a hat. They got a Duncan Keith floss holder, uh, a water bottle. And it's I, I want to go to 90s night. That'll be really fun, like a retro hat series from the 90s. That's Wednesday, March 25th versus the Penguins. Uh, you must be 21 and older to get that one. But they, they sound pretty fun. And then there's also there's also theme night. So they have Oktoberfest, uh, which is a three-day celebration, September 18th, 21st, and 25th. They have the Blackhawks Dia de los Muertos celebration, which is October 14th. They have Educator Night, so if you're a teacher or an educator, that's October 18th. Um, And then they have Greek Heritage Night, which, shout out to Charlie, he's going to be very excited about that one, as he is every single year. That's October 20th. They have Law Enforcement Appreciation Night, that's on the 22nd of October. And Firefighter Appreciation Night is on the 24th of October. They have Italian Heritage Night, Scout Night, Polish Heritage Night, Health Professionals, Pet Lovers, Girl Scouts, Jewish Community Night, Scout Night again, and a Love Your Melon Night. So those are all giveaways that they also do if you buy tickets through the theme ticket offers that are on the Blackhawks website. So then they also have Community Nights. They have the Red Carpet, uh, which is at the home opener every year, Hockey Fights Cancer, the Veteran Day, the Veterans Day game, the Blackhawks Foundation Night as well. So though there's a lot of there's a lot of fun games that you can go to. And while I was in Philadelphia, I was with my friend Caroline and. I was talking to her about all this because the schedule came out while I was in Philadelphia and she's like, the flyers don't do anything like that. Like they, the hurricanes don't either. Like I was like 42, there's 41, 42 home games and 25 of those are giveaway nights. And then there's also those theme nights as well that, that overlap with a couple of the games. But like, it's very, like, I, I never realized that that wasn't a thing, you know? No, like outside of the normal, like hockey fights, cancer and like the, Veterans Day and St. Patrick's Day. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog losing her mind. Um, she's, she's got the zoomies. Um, oh, my God. I lost her train of thought again. Giveaways. Um, so, yeah. Like, the Hurricanes don't really do anything. Like, they did the – I have a um, like an NC State beanie, and it's got um, – got the nc state logo on the front and then the hurricanes one on the back and i think it says nc state on it and it has like a little red oh my god um i'm so sorry um i don't know what i don't know what kind of drug she's on um (laughs) straight up losing it um me knowing that hockey's like a month and a half away right Uh, but yeah so um 
I don't know where I'm going with this. She's making me completely lose my train of thought. But basically, the hurricanes don't do anything like that. Like, they don't do... So I was telling Olivia, my sister, earlier today, is like how insane it is how often the Blackhawks give away stuff. Like, my dad was surprised that they were giving away stuff at the game that you and I went to last December. And I was like, Dad, they literally give stuff away every single game. This all is the new. time. Yeah, all the time. Because even, like, my first game at the United Center, um, I guess it was three years ago now, um, like, that game was also a giveaway night. I got a really nice scarf that I genuinely use. I think you sent um, me an extra one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, my, I remember that. My aunt didn't want hers, and then my dad didn't want his, so I have. I actually have two of them. Um, I wear that all the time in the winter. Dude, they're nice. They're, yeah. like, thick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I... I'm very jealous because I love the hurricanes to pieces, but the one thing I'd suggest for them to do is more giveaways. Even if they were small, like I think the only things I've gotten from the, from the hurricanes were that NC state beating opening night, my first, not my first ever game, but my first game sitting like in the lower level, like on the glass almost, Mm -hmm. um, we got like these weird, like trucker hats. It's way too big for my head. I still have it, but it's not useful for me. Um, and then I've gotten like a color changing cup. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's about the extent of the, I have so uh, many, I literally use it on my trip. I have the, the one that we went to last year was the toiletry bag. I use that Which literally use. every day. I love I that say, one. All of my makeup is in that right now. Like all of my like day to day things are in that little bag. Yeah. Uh, it's not little either. It's like, re- it's like big enough to hold like, everything but it's all it doesn't take up that much space I don't know how to explain that better but like it surprisingly takes up like really little amount of space for how much stuff it holds which I'm very appreciative of because when I travel I bring usually like too much just in case yes Um, (laughs) me I discovered that I overpacked so bad most of the time I know I'm not gonna wear makeup but I bring all of my makeup anyways just in case I feel compelled to wear makeup right um for those of you who don't know, I really try not to wear makeup. Yeah. Um, I'm too lazy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's the giveaways are always just like, they're top notch too. It's not like they're like crappy little giveaways. They're like legit, really good. Like didn't last year they give away, they gave away like a cutting board or something ridiculous. Right. Um, those were great. Gravy boat. I have the, I won the gravy boat on a Twitter competition. we like, used it at on Thanksgiving. Like, I- <laughs> it's a great way to have. It's a great way to get fans to come to games when the team is not playing the greatest. Which, like the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks towards the end of the year last year did play better than they were. But I like if someone knows that you're going to get free stuff, you're more inclined to go and spend exactly. the t- money on a ticket. Well, that's which, the thing you know, is like, it's always. I mean, it's always nice when you can, you go to an event and enjoy the event, but you also like, this sounds really first world problems, but like, <laughs> it's always fun when you get like a little like giveaway or a goodie bag or something that, especially like if you don't expect it, um, like that's always super fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very jealous because hurricanes just don't giveaway stuff what's sad is that even like my tiny tiny little university used to give away stuff at our basketball games right I think they still do most of the time it's like a t-shirt but like right I have so many free t-shirts right like I know the hurricanes could give away t-shirts I know they could 
I know. They could totally do it. They could totally do it. And it, like, they do, like, the, they do, like, a blanket toss, and they do, like, a, like, little, um, shirts fall from the rafters or whatever on little parachutes. Oh, we love that. But that's not a giveaway. That's, like, you get lucky and you're standing under it. Yeah. Like, that's not a giveaway. Right. Um. Long story short, though, I'm very upset that they don't have a Sharpie one. Apparently, Patrick Sharp is very upset about that, too, um, <laughs> for the bobblehead situation. Um, watch Patrick Kane's panel for that story. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm I, upset about that because on the 10 and the 2010 team, which I think is my favorite of the Stanley Cup teams, I think. I haven't fully decided yet. Which one? Um the 2010 one. Yeah. Um, like aside from Patrick Kane, obviously like Sharpie is my favorite. Like I love him to absolute pieces. Right. He is the best. And I always love his stories from that run. Like that panel was so good, but he's also, I mean, he's told those stories elsewhere as well, but, right. um, I don't know. He's just my favorite. And I was really, I was genuinely really upset when they only released those five. Like, right. come on. Like, do a sixth one. What? You're not hurting anybody by doing that. Right. Not. Right. Well, and speaking of Patrick Sharp, his bestie, I also want to mention this, his bestie, Adam Burrish, got buried this weekend in Malibu. And I follow his now wife on Instagram. And she was posting all of, like, what people posted and tagged her. And she reposted them so to her sharp. stories. And it just looked so, so beautiful. Like, they were on a side of a hill and a winery it looked like and it was just really 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 pretty so shout out to adam brush congratulations on getting married also shout out just wanted to say this real hot quick shout out to anthony rizzo who just did a two-run homer at the top (laughs) of the fifth um the only reason why i mentioned this on a hockey related podcast is that he now has 213 homers which is eighth most in cubs history so just wanted to shout out my guy really quick uh they got in the dugout and they did this thing where Rizzo stood in like a, I, I just watched the replay. Rizzo stood in the middle of the dugout and everyone surrounded him. And he like put his hands up like a field goal and just like, like shook his hips. Like, have you ever seen those like light clocks that you put in the yeah. sun and they like move side to side? That's what they were doing. Yeah, and like I, a hula girl. Yes. And, and they were all just, they were all just doing that in the dugout. And so I, I'd, I'd love to I mean, know what that means, but shout out to Anthony Rizzo. You, my guy, he hit a homer on Thursday when I was there, too. Um, Also, just one other thing I'm going to mention here. They have a 7-0 lead, but nothing is safe anymore after they blew a 5-0 lead on Thursday to Bryce Harper hitting a grand slam. We're going to get into that later, but I just wanted to mention that. Yes. We got a couple (laughs) things in the NHL. To finish, to round out the Chicago portion of this podcast. Exactly, exactly. But we've got a couple things to talk about here in the NHL, uh, and then we'll, we'll get over to power plays. But Eddie Lack, who was a goaltender all over the NHL, was with the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm pretty sure at one point was with the New Jersey Devils, like all just all he's over kind the of, place. He's literally been like everywhere. Like he's been with the Canucks, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, because he played when uh, Roberto Luongo was there. Um, yes, they were buddies. For like a season, I think. Right. Uh, he definitely played here, which I really miss him because he had this one really stupid commercial. There's a place in um, there's a place in Raleigh. It's a taco place, and I think it's called like Lacos Tacos or something. He was obsessed with think, it. I remember yeah, seeing it all over had, social he had, media. Like, commercials with their 
is, and he loved tacos. It's, it was so funny. I genuinely really miss those commercials because yeah. now the only commercials we get are the um, the Justin Falk Moe's ones, which are also funny. Right. Um, but I miss the. Uh, I also miss the fat trick. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> which they only completed once when he was here. I think it was like. They had to score on the power play, which means you get a Bowberry biscuit from Bojangles, which um, for those of you who do not know, Bojangles is a southern food chain. I believe it started in North, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You don't see it that like you don't really see it outside of North Carolina and South Carolina. I don't think um, I think they have a couple of locations outside, but like it's mostly North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, so you get a, a power play goal. They get a free Bowberry biscuit and then. If they win, you get a – or no, no, no. It was if um, if Eddie Lack got a shutout, it was a um, – you got like a free taco or whatever at Laco's Tacos. And then – That's amazing. If they scored three goals or more, you get like 50% off at uh, Papa John's or Pizza Hut or somewhere. Um, so it's called a fat trick. And That's I think amazing. <laughs> They only did it once, but it's like my favorite thing. Um, like y'all need to, you need to get something else so that we can have another fat trick because I don't really eat pizza anymore. Um, but I love pizza. When I was, when I was in college, we would use that 50% off all the time. Not that the hurricanes really scored more than three goals when I was watching them in college, but, (laughs) uh, now they do. So, um, yeah. It's, it's, I, I miss Eddie Lack dearly, to be honest with you. He, his Twitter is my favorite. But he is joining, as I mentioned earlier, he's joining Arizona State University as their new goalie coach as he's taking some time off and hoping to play again in the NHL one day. But he is recovering from hip surgery. And we'll link it. I'll link it down below. But basically he says in this article or this is the snippet that he writes is that he can't properly recover from his surgery while also trying to prepare for an NHL season. And he just needs to give his body some rest and give him some time to, to heal and rest up and Hopefully when he comes back, he'll be stronger than ever. So good luck to Eddie Lack uh, as he takes on this new challenge. That'll be really fun for him. I'm excited to see how it goes because Arizona State is actually pretty good at hockey. You wouldn't think so, but they, they've they been on. There's a couple players that have been on, I think it's on Spit and Chicklets or something. Like one of them knows Biz, and uh, I looked into them a little bit, and they're pretty sick. So that'll be really fun. And then the other thing that happened uh, this past week was that the Buffalo Sabres released their 50th anniversary jerseys and they are gold and white and like a navy blue and at first I really didn't like them because I was oh, very butthurt I loved them right off the bat <laughs> I was very butthurt because I was like Vegas did it first and everyone knows I'm very partial Honestly, to Vegas I love if Vegas but could have gold in their jerseys I would want that well Vegas much. Vegas also tweeted and was like hmm gold on their jerseys I wonder where you got that from and I, I was like yes go off sis I was on their you, side um, but they've grown on me if like I, I love them right off the bat. I think they're dope. Um, I don't even like Buffalo. Um, but the, uh, the like crest on their jerseys, like the Buffalo itself is all embroidered and the detail on it is insane. Right. And as somebody who does arts, like stuff occasionally, that little tiny detail, like, right. could you imagine, like, I know those jerseys aren't like hand sewn or hand embroidered, um, but like the amount of detail that went into them, I mean, they're gorgeous. Like even just that part of it, even just the logo, 
right. is insanely beautiful. And I, I'm probably the only one who's like <laughs> raving about it like that. I mean, they look good. Like they look really good. Um, just like generally speaking, but like that logo, dude, the, the detail is just unbelievable. Mostly on the Buffalo, like the swords, whatever. But like the, the Buffalo has like the like main part of it. And then I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it looks so good. I am so here for all of these teams taking risks, changing their uniforms. <laughs> Apparently the hurricanes are changing theirs on Tuesday. They posted about that last week. I, oh yeah. I saw that. And then someone was like, just show us the damn jersey. I think, I think <laughs> they're only changing the away jerseys because Tom Dundon hates the away jerseys. He yeah. said it multiple times. That's why they wore red so much on the road last year, which I'm still surprised that NHL let them do that. Um, whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Cause I don't know like what, like how much can you really change a Jersey to make it look better right. on the road? Plus I don't hate the hurricanes jerseys. If we're being completely honest, like I think they look, they should make them all black dark. for home. Oh, I think so too. I mean, I think the alternate Jersey should be the home Jersey, but that's just me. Like, I don't um, really like the red. I'm not digging it. I mean, I know it's their, like your main color, but I think black right. just looks so sharp. Like I think the sharks I should do their they're... black jerseys. Oh, dude, the Sharks should 100% have the, they should have the, uh, they should have the stealth jerseys as their, I think, I think Pete Blackburn tweeted this though. And I was, I was very much on this side before the jerseys, the Buffalo ones grew on me, but he tweeted out uh, like a mock one of the old style ones where it's like yellow and like baby blue, not baby blue, but like Royal blue, like a a bright blue. And I, with the Buffalo on it and I loved those jerseys I wish they have those like would have those as some kind of alternate down the road but the gold ones did grow on me we were we were driving from we went to the 9-11 memorial in New York and we were driving up to Times Square and as I'm sitting there that it came up and I was looking at them and literally at first I was like no they stole the gold from Vegas and I'm everyone knows I'm very partial to Vegas I love Vegas and uh and I'm like I just I I just but they grew on me. I do like them. After I looked at them for a little while, I love jerseys that are white with like some kind of bright colors with them. I don't know if anybody else here is a baseball fan and watches a lot of baseball, but the Oakland Athletics jerseys, the home ones that are white and they have Oakland in script with Kelly green yeah. and like yep. yellow yep. around it. The Kelly green one also is like the, like the fully green with like the yellow. I love those, but white with anything, I'm just like Mwah, masterpiece, but they're growing on me. So we'll link that down below as well. I'm just kind of like, I'm surprised at how good the NHL has been lately about like the Jersey designs. And I know it's mostly the teams that design them and then they have to get approved, but right. Um, like I love, like the Canucks ones look so sharp. Um, and now the Buffalo ones look really good and they kind of, redid this was a couple weeks ago i think but they kind of redid the boston winter classic ones as their third jerseys and those look really good um this is also me just being stupid but as soon as nhl 20 comes out i'm very excited because that means i'm pretty sure most of these jerseys will be in nhl 20 Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if the hurricanes one or the sabers ones will be just because they've been released like really recently but the game doesn't come out until the end of september so maybe um I don't know. Um, I'm super excited for that because when Olivia and I play Chell, we usually play in like, we play in our alternates, but we also usually put the other team in their alternates too, um, which makes zero sense. <laughs> um, 
Alternates for everyone. If they they give you the option to change the jersey, then I'm going to change the jersey. Right. Um, But, yeah, I'm very excited. I I just – I love when teams have alternate jerseys that look dope. Like, I don't know. I – when – Typically, that's all that works. I know, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I just – I think because I – because I am kind of artsy seeing different designs like that for me is really like, I don't know. I just love it so much. I love that teams do this. I love that they have the option to make different jerseys and wear them occasionally. I love that the Blackhawks are going to be wearing their winter classic ones as a third Jersey, because Mm -hmm. as much as people joke that they look like a barcode, it's a barcode that I really like. Okay. Hey, we love Uh, that. We love the barcode. Look, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of third jerseys, if y'all can't tell. I love, love alternate jerseys. I think that like, came from the new partnership with NHL, uh, with Adidas, with the NHL, because yeah. Adidas, I feel like, is not not to knock on Reebok, because Reebok was the provider for such a long time, but I think it, the, the brand, the, the brand, like, notoriety of Adidas is a little more now going towards the creative side. Like, you have all those commercials yeah. where it's like, I create, and I do this, and, well, and, and this love, and that, and I love that, that like the, vibe all, for the, the NHL. The All-Star Game jerseys look so good. Like, they've looked terrible the past couple of years, but those, the ones they wore this year were amazing. Yeah. Like, absolutely amazing. I still want one. Um, but, yeah, I think Adidas is definitely stepping it up with the way that the jerseys look, and I'm very, very here for it. I think um, I think as long as Adidas stays on as the um, as the sweater make- makers, designers, whatever. Providers. Uh, <laughs> providers. Um, as long as they stay on, I think the jerseys will look cool, which – Again, huge fan of New Jersey designs. Right, right. So those are fun. We'll we'll link now those that I've down gone below. On a tangent <laughs> on Jersey design. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's what we're here for. There's nothing else to talk about. Um, oh. All right, let's do let's do some power plays. Um, do you mind if I go first? I'm just very excited. No, go 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 go. Okay, tell oh. me tell me when you're ready. I was gonna say, let me pull up my uh, handy dandy timer. My handy dandy. No handy. D- Yep. Boost goes anybody. Yep. 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 I'm talking yep, about. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go. Okay. So, as I mentioned earlier, I was in Philadelphia and New York for the past five days, which let me just talk about Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia and New York sports for a second because it's so different from Chicago. So, first of all, in Philadelphia, all of the stadiums are in one area. It's called the Stadium Complex. And so Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies play, is right here. Directly across the street is the link where the Eagles play. And right next to the link is Wells Fargo Center, where the Flyers and the 76ers play. So, number one, that's very convenient. They also have this Xfinity Live Center, which is like a bar restaurant. And there's multiple different bars inside of it. One of them called the Broad Street Bullies Pub, which I was like... Beautiful, beautiful use of the name there. It was really cool inside, too. Um, So that's one thing. Number two, I saw the Cubs on the road. I don't count Milwaukee as going on the road because it's Wrigley North. But I saw the Cubs for the first time actually truly on the road. We went Wednesday for Hamels and Nola, who Aaron Nola is one of my favorite pitchers, and I've never seen him before. So I got to see him in action, and Cole Hamels is probably my second favorite pitcher on this staff besides 
John Lester. So that was really cool, but they got blown out 11 to 1. So love that for us. Went Thursday, had a 5 nothing lead only for them to come back at the bottom of the ninth, and Bryce Harper hit a walk-off grand slam, so love that. Hate Bryce Harper even more than I already did at that point, but I was there for the Bodie grand slam last year, so now I know what it feels like to be on the other side. Um, Phillies fans are ruthless, and they will give it to you, and they will let you know that you are a visitor in their ballpark, and it is, I wasn't prepared for it. I really wasn't. I handled it very well. Gave a couple chirps back. I'm very proud of myself. Um, and then we went to New York, and we went to a Yankees game, and Yankee Stadium is probably one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever seen in my life. It has two concourses. Oh, I'm going to continue over the time. You're I have good. a double mind. I have a double major here. So... Yankee Stadium is probably one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever seen in my life. It reminds me a lot of Notre Dame Stadium. They have a bunch of banners hanging on the inside concourse of all of the old players. And somehow with our tickets, we had access to the Audi Yankees Club and also the Pepsi Lounge, which I like the Pepsi Lounge better. But the Audi Yankees Club was the most bougie thing I've ever seen in a stadium before. Like, we took an elevator. It was a There was a bar, a restaurant. It was like just, I was like, we don't belong here. We had 300 level seats, so I don't know how we got that, but... That was really cool. The Pepsi Lounge was a little cooler. It was more of like a sports bar vibe out in center field, right in the field. So you get to see uh, you get to see out and everything. Uh, so that was really cool. And then the last thing I want to mention is that I in New York, we went to the NHL store, which is in Times Square, Midtown Manhattan. Oh, my gosh. I have never been in such a heaven before. I've been in Bla- the Blackhawks store. I've been in other team stores. But this was just like a general NHL store. And the wall when you walk in on the right is all jerseys hanging up. So they had Besser, Aho, Taves, Kane. They had uh, they had Pecorine, Ryan Getzlaff. They had one for every team hanging on the walls. And then they have a whole hat wall. They have shirts. They have jerseys. They have little trinkets. They had, like, blankets, cups, Lego sets, backpacks. Like, whatever you could think of that someone could probably make into a product and sell for the NHL. That's that It was in that store. And we met... Harry, I want to shout out Harry, Harry from the NHL store in New York. He, he came up to me. He was like, you look like, you know, hockey. And I was like, sir, you don't know the half of it. And so he was like, okay, let's see if you know these players. So he pulls up his phone and he's like, Hey, this guy walked in the other day. I go, Oh my God, that's Justin fall from the Carolina hurricanes. He's like, okay, good job. That one's pretty easy. And then he pulls up another one. He goes, who is this? And I go, that's Ryan Strom, duh. And he's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, he came in the other day with his girlfriend. Like they used to do, he says that they used to do interviews when players would come down to the NHL offices in New York to do content. They would come down to that store. And if you look up in the back, they had like a room where you'd go up and it's like tinted glass so you can see in and stuff. And they would go and do interviews and then they would come down into the store and leave through the store. So they take pictures and sign autographs and do all that stuff. So if you're ever in New York and you go to the NHL store, go see Harry. Harry's my guy. We talked to him for like 20 minutes. So that was really exciting, but just wanted to say that was super fun. Saw lots of Rangers fans actually went by Madison square garden and saw all the, the whole shindig. So yeah, Woo. it's very different than Chicago sports. Like like Chicago sports fans are ruthless, but they're not like, mean like Phillies fans were kind of mean like the girls that sat in front of us were really nice but there were people on the Wednesday that were like just Chris Bryant hit a home run to make it 11 to 1 and I'm the one of like 10 people in our section all the way in the top and I'm like yeah Chris Bryant and this guy's like it's a morale hit sit down you suck and I was like please let me have this you're winning 11 to 1 let me have this so that's my spiel on East Coast Sports So, and I think Tony Kemp just hit another homer. 
Wow, we love that. Nope, just kidding. It was caught on the warning track. I was going to say we love that for him, but (laughs) (sighs) he does a backflip. Also, if you've watched any Cubs games, uh, he does a backflip before every game on the field while he's warming up. Just a little fun fact for you. Casual. First time I saw him, I was like, "Uh, what's this guy doing? (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing here? (laughs) What's he doing? Okay, are you ready after my spiel? (laughs) Uh, yes. Okay, ready, set, go. So I think we've talked about this before, but I can't remember, and it's back. So we're going to talk about it. Um, You just talked about baseball, and I'm also going to talk about baseball real quick. Um, This upcoming weekend is Players Weekend in the uh, MLB. I was going to say the NHL, but that's not right. Um, And... Essentially, what that means is that players get to wear... They usually have, um, like, special jerseys for the weekend as well, I believe. Um, I can't remember. I think they do. Um, But players get to put whatever name they want on the back of their jersey. And I just think that's such a cool idea, especially because baseball is kind of similar to hockey, where a lot of guys do have nicknames and little monikers and whatever that either their teammates call them or fans call them or whatever. And... Like I said, like the NHL is like that too, where, you know, you've got Showtime and you have Sid the Kid and you have, I'm trying to think of other ones, Seabass for Sebastian Ajo. Um, you know, like fun, fun Nick Taser, Captain Sirius for Jonathan Taves, like Crow. They're just a lot of fun ones. And I really do think that the NHL would benefit from having a players weekend where they just let the players wear whatever they want. What whatever name, as long as it's G, they can wear it, um, or maybe PG. Um, but I, I don't know. Like the NHL would make money off of it because they could sell the jerseys with like Showtime on the back or Captain Serious or whatever on the back. Like they would sell a ton of those. I would buy one, and I don't even buy jerseys anymore because I have so many. Like. I just really feel like that it would, even if they, I mean, I guess maybe they could do it for the all-star game. Then there are like decidedly fewer guys who could do it, but like, just, just try it. NHL, just, just humor me for five seconds. I really like that idea. And I was saying this to Megan over the last couple of days, but the players weekend and the MLB is my hands down favorite weekend of the year. And I've never been, and I'm going for the first time. I'm going on Sunday, uh, next Sunday, a week from today with my family. That's our, we're sitting in the 1914 club. If you're a Cubs fan, you know what that is. And my dad's boss got us tickets and I will never sit there ever again in my life. So it's going to be just super fun, but it's a good way also like with, with the MLB and what they do with the little league world classic and every, the world series and the little league classic, when they play a major league game on the little league field every year, it's, that's what's happening right now. Uh, it's really fun because it's all about the kids, and they make it about the kids. And it's fun because the, they ask the players, like, who was your favorite player growing up? What did you want to be when you grew up? Like, that kind of stuff. And the players get to interact with the kids, and the kids get to, to see the players and everything. And it just kind of reminds you why you started playing and why you love the sport so much and just brings you back to being a kid. And I'm I'm very very much one for the fact that you can, like do not forget to be a kid sometimes because – I feel like in the hustle and bustle of being an adult, you forget to sometimes just unwind and be silly. And that's what this is all about. And I, and I think baseball, I mean, for me, baseball was my childhood. I watched it every single day. Like it's, it was my, I played it for about six years. I played little league baseball with the boys. So when I see little girls, there's a girl, Maddie that uh, pitched today. She's only the sixth girl to pitch in a major, in a little league world series game in history. 
So that's uh, that's pretty cool to see. And I was that little kid wanting to play for the Cubs growing up, and so it just kind of brings you back to that. And I think the NHL does tap into that with the Winter Classic, and they say bringing it back to the roots and where the game started and where you started playing. But I think a lot of players would really benefit from from being able to express themselves a little bit more and being able to show like a little creativity. Like I know the, the MLB players love to do it and the fans really connect with it too. So like you said, it would be a really good, and that's also a really good marketing tactic. Like, I was going to say, Oh my God. Like they do, they don't even know how much money they would make off of that. Like, do you know how many people would buy a Jersey that says showtime on it? Yeah. So many people. Yeah. Or like even like Sid the kid or, I'm trying to think of other ones. I'm literally like not thinking of any nicknames. McJesus, right now. <laughs> Davo. Yeah, McJesus or or yeah or Davo Kitty. or Kitty for Debrinket. Yeah, like, like literally, literally people would buy those. Maddie, I guarantee for, you, people yeah. would buy them. Yeah, yeah, like just and they're fun and they're fun to see what the nicknames are every year. Like Cole Hamels is Hollywood. That's what he was called I mean, when he was in I Philly. Could see I could see it. I could see the NHL doing it over the all-star, right? Like for the all-star game, Mm -hmm. because it'd be a little bit more, I don't want to say more special, but like it'd be, most of those guys have. That's when you get the most people tuning into the game anyway, too. Right. And they have like, because they're superstars, they have nicknames that most people know. And they're not just like a nickname that's like your last name with an ER at the end or Stammer for Stamkos. I was just thinking about that one. Right. I was too. Um, or even like Shazi. I mean, he would probably put mud on the back of his, but that'd be good. Like, yeah. That just, I don't know. Like it'd be just cool. Like, I don't know. I just really want them to do it. They're not going to because the NHL hates fun, but like, I really just want them to tap into that fun side for just a second. Yeah, just weekend. Just try it out. Just try it out. See how it goes. Well, that was a good podcast. I'm really glad we had stuff to talk about because it's been uh, it's been a little dry here. But I was gonna say it feels like a l- little bit like a desert out here. But that's okay. No, uh, We're no inching, content. Inching closer. Inching closer. So thank you for tuning in this week for this week's episode. We really appreciate it. As you could tell by our last podcast, if you listened, we add we added intro music, which is very exciting. I really love it. So. Uh, make sure you leave a comment below if you like it. And we're going to be posting once once the season starts. We'll be more active on social media, we promise. But we will link everything we talked about, as always, into the description down below. And we will talk to you guys next week. And we hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. Bye, guys.